So, welcome to the fifth Flash Flash cast for season two. I'm Lisa Schmeiser, and with me, as always, are Phil Mozilak and Tony Sindelar. We are here tonight to discuss to discuss what happens when uh, Earth Two stops kidding around and starts getting real by sending over evil doppelgangers. Um, it falls to me to do the thirty second recap. <laughs> what what we've been called uh-huh. something was dubbed in just recently. Uh-huh. Gary um, Rogers says the flash cap, and it made perfect cap. it made perfect sense. All right. Well, here we go, then. I will give my own countdown and do the 30-second flash cap. Do, do one of you guys want to have a timer on your computer to keep me honest, too, so that I don't go, yeah, that was 30 seconds? Um, or shall we just all assume I'm honest? Hold okay. on. I'm opening an app. Okay. We, we can do I this. will, I will oh, yeah. not take that the wrong way. <laughs> I'm opening an app. Yeah. This is yes. totally legit. All right. Yeah. I'm the using wa- stopwatch. The wa- yeah. The watch is ready whenever you all are. Right. All right. All right. Count, I'll count you down. Great. Thank you. Three. Two, one, go. We have a new Wells. We call him Harry to distinguish him from Harrison Wells in season one. However, the two of them from parallel Earths share a prodigious intellect and a contempt for everybody else. Uh, everyone spends most of the episode reacting negatively to Harry. In return, he outs Cisco as a metahuman. Cisco also scores briefly with Hot Girl at the end of the episode, just in time to launch the crossover, because that's apparently what the Flash does now. Also, the Flash goes up against Dr. Light, who throws him for loop because she's a doppelganger for ex-girlfriend Linda, who's an ace reporter and courting lawsuits every step of the way. I Iris is awesome this week, so hooray for that. Caitlin is mostly decoration this week, so eh, boo for that. And Jay Garrick admits that he's not a very good Flash, and he uh, flashes off into the sunset to be seen again later when it's the most convenient. I got 45 on that. Uh, yeah, I got like 44 and change seconds. Oh, so. oh I tried. So, you know, silver medal. I'm a Jay Garrick Flash, not a Barry Allen Flash. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a Silver Age performance there. Yeah, because that was one of the big things. What what struck me about this episode was how nastily personal Harry gets. And I want to point out in the podcast, I'm going to be calling this dude Harry as opposed to Harrison Wells or Dr. Wells, um, in keeping with the convention that Cisco has adopted. um, How nastily personal Harry gets with the uh, Flash from his world and how quick he is to needle him using Barry as a comparison. The fact that he can assess all this stuff about Barry after having spent just a little time around him makes me wonder how he formed that opinion, if he believes it, or if he was just saying it to mess with Jay's head. What do you guys think about that? After that confrontation in the very yeah. beginning, mm-hmm. like, there's so many unanswered and unpacking that could be done. Yeah. And it's real exciting to see why they dislike each other so much. Well, there was the thing um, where Jay Garrick is like, oh, admit it, you were the one who made the metahumans. And Harry seems to be angry that Jay is, basically that Jay is wired like Jay is wired. Because, you know, he went after him, you're not that brave, you're not that fast, you run from things. And he's contrasting Jay with Barry, and I thought, how does he know all this about Barry? Like, did he read a blog somewhere, or has he been spying and yeah. only now? Especially because, has- I mean, Jay spent like months scoping things out. Yeah, and yeah. He, he's been he's been in Earth One for like twenty four hours. Maybe has he though? I mean, the the thing is, is is he popped through, 
But yeah. since there were 52 breaches, there's nothing to say that he hasn't been spying through those breaches. Yeah, or and, that this is his first trip, right? Yeah, exactly. And given how comfortable he is with skulking around at um, Jitters, which he did at the end of the episode, and boy, that was creepy. Um, I think that there's a lot going on that we have yet to learn about Harry. Um, one mm-hmm. of the things he's keeping from everybody deliberately is that he has a daughter, and that daughter is currently being held captive by uh, by Zoom. Mm-hmm. And in some spooky basement. In some spooky basement somewhere. She looks like she's not having a very good time. Um, I always mm-hmm. find myself wondering, you know, how long you can stay tied up like that. Because <laughs> I'm like, does he let her down to rub her arms every once in a it's while? Not, not good for her circulation. No, yeah. it's not, man. It burns um, your delts, too. So, um, you know, obviously Zoom took his daughter at a point past when he announced the MetaHuman Watch. Um uh-huh. Because another thing that they introduced this week that I think we're going to see more of, um, what was interesting to me is they bring over Dr. Light and, oh, it's Linda, and that's what throws Barry. And um, Harry's the first one to say, well, he na- he's, thro- he's pulling in doppelgangers to, to throw you off your game. And I, thought to, and, and I thought to myself, okay, what you've just said is that Zoom knows something about Barry, but you haven't explained how he knows that about Barry. Or how he'd be able to do the one-to-one match between Earth-1 and Earth-2. But Harry clearly knows something about this. Well, it doesn't seem like Zoom yeah, they, they, a has lot been going back were... and forth. Mm-hmm. Zoom hasn't been going back and well, forth, though. Well, he's been sending people over, so... So how's he gathering yeah. data, is, is, the big question, is the big question I have. Is one, how's he gathering data? And two, how does Harry seem to know so much about Zoom's strategies? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. what, what I don't. Want, I don't like where this is heading. I. I, I really. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I don't d- think. Har- I don't think Harry is Zoom. I'm going to say that up front. Well, um, I. I just don't like that. I, I really. I'm really wanting Harry to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. I want him to be, quote unquote, what Cisco or Crisco said, a dick, <laughs> and that's fine. Moment, so. And I want him to be. I want him to be that guy, but I don't mm-hmm. want him to end up being the bad guy. But that's. But, but obviously, mm-hmm. you know, he's already said stuff like, I created Zoom, which yeah. that could be taken a lot of different ways. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm assuming it's he, he is responsible for the, you know, bad science that is creating the metahumans in Earth, too, right? Mm-hmm. Do they yes. have more he- metahumans over there? Because obviously the need for a meta- metahuman diagnostic watch. It could be like an Apple oh. watch, though, where it's just... Um, and to be honest, I think if Dr. If, if Dr. Wells, to be distinguished from Harry again, I think if Dr. Wells had pulled out a metahuman watch as, as oh, this is my, my, my atonement technology to the city because I created this stuff, like, if it had been in his advantage, I think he would have done that too, because um, well, it's handy to it position like the, the metahumans w- as something to be feared and detected. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I think it's that the, the, the worlds must be pretty fundamentally different, because here we have in the past, he is marketing... Mm-hmm a metahuman watch whereas uh, in in earth one like mm-hmm. people don't really know i mean people now in season two know what metahumans are but in season one everything was kind of under the radar right yeah. um there was no task force there you know mm-hmm. the flash people didn't know who he was for forever uh and I, you know we we have uh you know the the woman i guess once a giant wormhole opens in the sky mm-hmm. a lot of stuff changes in your city right yeah um, and people are, and there's a there's an official metahuman task force that's called that, and and things like that. But it, but it seems like 
metahumans are present in Earth 2 in a way that they are probably not present in Earth 1. Uh, yeah, I got just the... in quanti- quantity or conspicuousness or, or yeah, I or got what. the impression they were more woven into daily into the into civic life, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> pardon the snuffles. It's their the their version of a flash doesn't wear a mask, so you know. Yeah, no. Um, um, and I wears, did, yeah, I, and he wears really non aerodynamic pants too. It's it's a very very yeah. different outfit. Hey, it's no wonder he's a lot slower than than Barry is. He's just not. He's not doesn't have the thermal dynamics. Yeah, yeah. Just give him mm-hmm. a give him a, a, a give him a, a a green unitard like the people were on Halloween. He'll be fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, now I have more questions now about Earth Two. Just because, again, where's Barry's doppelganger in Earth Two? Like, yep. if okay, if I were working in Star Labs at this point as part of the Flash crew, and Harry says, you know, oh, he's now sending over people to throw Barry, so people he knows look like people in Barry's. Like, if I were Cisco, I'd be like, who's my doppelganger? And if I were, you know, mm-hmm. Caitlin, and um, I think that, I think we're going to meet um, Killer Frost. Yep. I, mean, I, think, I, I think so. I think we're setting up for that where Caitlin and Killer Frost are, oh, and it's like every actress's dream because they get to play two roles. Um, mm-hmm. But like, honestly. Also, like I, the, the Earth 2 v- villains of people, like, they, they, they're fabulous looking, right? I yeah, mean, like the, yeah. The evil Linda Park gets crazy eyeshadow, right? Like, oh my gosh, no, know. and she's got like the great glasses and Earth and 2 that. is way more glam rock, basically. So it's It's got better aesthetics, I'll give you that, because it's got that great, you know, the future rocketeer type technology look too with mm-hmm. the victory rolls and the every, everything is like streamlined and very future land and Tomorrowlandish, and I love it. See, um, now you brought up a really interesting point there, that one mm-hmm. that I hadn't thought about, which is, okay, so we see Harry at the end of the episode, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, you're saying that there is a coffee shop in the exact same place and you know where the back door is? And clearly, their cities are very different. Yeah. No, so, so I think he's, so he's, I been, think he's here. been here before. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I, I, I think that he, I think we're not getting the whole story with Harry. And I think that just like Jay Garrick spent six months, you know, keeping clean and well-fed and well-groomed in a world with no powers and no discernible skills other than getting upset. Um, You know, if you're a scientist whose daughter has been captured, you are probably going to be sussing out whether or not you want Barry Allen to save her or whether or not you want Mm -hmm. Barry Allen to walk into a trap so you can get your child back. Um, Or, I mean... Yeah. Is is he is he working on Zoom's behalf, right? I mean, does yeah. he know that his daughter has been taken by Zoom and he is she's basically being held hostage and you know, his job is to kill the flash or exactly. trick the yeah. flash or something, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, the whole Doctor Light thing was kind of a, a, a distraction this week because it, it raises more questions than, than anything else. And all of those questions yeah. are along the lines of why aren't people more curious about their doppelgangers? Like, where is Barry Allen in Earth Two? In um, jail. I also like maybe yeah that's well I like that I'm multiple you, people it, it, said that it's it's not murder if you kill your double and I was like why are people repeating that this is not law this is law. I oh, know that was like no, three times in the what, episode that's not what double jeopardy means you guys <laughs> you know, no so morality I mean, double jeopardy is a Batman double yeah. jeopardy is a discarded Batman villain um, so oh no it's just uh, so uh, it's again I. Joe should be asking about his doppelganger. Um, uh, you ready for my double down? Okay. All right. Based on the final snag scene at the end, mm-hmm. I look at physique, 
I tried to look inside the eye holes a little bit. Oh, no. <laughs> telling you, there's a barely chest. And I'm saying, I'm going to double down right now that Zoom is Joe. I'm doubling it down all the way. I don't know. Maybe it's, seems- maybe it's Barry's father from Earth 2. Either one, mm. I pick. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, so I think this is a good episode in a lot of ways. Like, I certainly enjoyed it a lot more than episode number four. And I think one of the reasons I enjoyed it so much is because we now have our catalyst for what will probably take us through Christmas. You know, because uh, mm-hmm. Harry is totally the wild card. Uh, what I enjoy is how awful his working relationship is with everybody. <laughs> this this, um, this whole episode, the- it was so tightly scripted. I mean, yeah. all I the way down the laughing. line. No, it's it's it yeah. was the point where Iris comes in and goes, "Wow, you really look a lot like him." And the first thing Harry says, "All right, what I do to you?" And <laughs> for a moment, I had some sympathy because I'm like, "It's got to suck to have to to have people constantly recoiling from you." And I thought he doesn't care; he's just you know curious because he wants to see if he can manipulate people with it mm-hmm. later. Because like I think when he asked and that's kind of why I want him to be a good guy. Yeah. Because, you know, when he asks Crisco, and I love when he just casually calls him Crisco, um, when he asks Cisco, what I do to you, um, you know, and Cisco's like, well, you stuck your hand on my chest and all. Like, he, there's like a moment where you're like, oh, that is pretty awful. He, where he's like, oh, that is pretty awful. And he's like, but it's not me. So, eh, who cares? Um, you know, he's, he's like, oh, that's awful. The same way that you read a story about five people dying in a car crash. You're like, oh, that's awful. But you don't think, oh, it's, it's people I know. Or, oh, gosh, there's untold human suffering behind it. Um, and he calls everybody by their last name. The total yeah. coach. This mm-hmm. it's yeah. awesome. I love it. I I lo- I was wondering if this is like an actor's dream where they're like, all right, so here is the deal: you get to play. You're coming back on the show. You get to work with people you seem to like working with. You get to play a completely different character. And um, if they're like, oh yes, I relish the challenge, and and this gives them a chance to uh, build and flesh out somebody new, or if this is just like, oh, dude, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> I want to play what I want to play, but um, I enjoy I so much how episode, different Harry I, is. Yeah, yeah. Jer- Jerkwells is fun. Uh, mm-hmm. The date thing <laughs> thought was actually pretty funny. Um, the villain of the week was you know dealt with about as quickly as they needed to, and was mildly interesting. Um, yeah, there was this, they they managed to, to to wedge a lot in here, and you Barry know, got and to get a kiss. Forward. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that Cisco was basically a swingman and had like pizza and a beer and was just giving us the MST3K rundown. Speaking too. of wingman, yeah. the guy, the- he was like eating like lo mein with chopsticks. It was ridiculous. I loved Great. it. I was like, of course, of course, Cisco has like a snack list for when he eavesdrops on people's dates. Like he's probably thought about this. And then he goes out peep on this young Padawan. Man, mm-hmm. the guy was yeah. just so good. Well. Uh- this is probably my age trying. Cisco Reeds is about 17 to me. <laughs> he's just a very young looking man to me. And so the idea that he's actually like in his late 20s and, and pulling game on an actual grown woman, I'm like, really? Uh, you're, you're out kicking your coverage there, sport. But it worked. And um, he has a date with a woman who will soon fly off and leave him, as all women do. But like what? But like when Barry was bashing him on women's lives to a woman's digits, I'm like, do you not remember the Golden Glider? I thought he was going to say something to that I effect. Know. Although he'd be like two words, man, Lisa Snart. And Barry'd be like, okay, you have a point. You know, perhaps, Cisco, I should encourage you to stay away from women if this is where you go with it. But instead, they're like pretending that Cisco's never actually interacted with a human woman. And um, I get that they had to do that to bring this uh, 
bring Kendra into the the universe and all that. Um, okay, now did everybody besides me know that it was her? And I gotta who add this girl that the is? actress looks like I gotta add the actress looks like Natalie Morales to me. Um, so there's kind of a visual type floating around TV right now. Natalie Morales, people may remember her as Tom Haverford's girlfriend slash wife on Parks and Rec. And she's currently on The Grinder, which is a show I'm enjoying very much. Um, and Kend- and the actress who's playing Kendra, um, let me see who that is. And is Kendra, Tony, is that the Hawk Girl? Is that her real name in the yes. DC Universe? That, one of there are One of them. There Hawk, are a few. Hawk Girl is, yeah, there are several. Because um, there's Shia and I'm interested, Hall, and uh, there's yeah. Kendra. And I'm interested to see what they'll do in the, the CW-verse with Hawk Girl, because there's kind of two versions of Hawk Girl. There's the version um, where... I think there's at least two. There may be more. There's two that I'm mm-hmm. familiar with, and probably more not from the comics, but from like TV and stuff. There's the there's a version uh, of Hawk Girl and Hawkman where they basically get their abilities from an Egyptian artifact, mm-hmm. um, and then there's a, vil- a version of Hawk Girl where Hawk Girl is uh, Thanagarian from yeah, I think the the planet Thanagar. Thanagar and is just the everyone planet. on everyone on Thanagar. Is wing has wings and she's like she's kind of like a space cop. Okay, yeah, so uh, she can hide her co- wings. Is, uh, no. Uh, that one, nope. No, nope. she just has big giant bird wings. No, she's she's basically a different species. And Shira yeah. Hall and Katar Hall, who, which is the which mm-hmm. is his like Earth pseudonym is Carter Hall, but Shira Hall and Katar Hall are Thanagarian cops. And um, yeah. I believe so neither of those. Yeah. Neither of those is really a, a meta-human origin story, right? No, those are aliens. One, one yeah. is magic and one is aliens. So, but we'll see what maybe happens. They'll do, I'd, who knows how they'll? Yeah, yeah. This actress is um, is is Ciara Renee, and she's a Broadway actress who's done all sorts of uh, stage work. And uh, I'm guessing that stage work does not pay as handsomely as CW work, and this is why she is now on the Flash mm-hmm. for um, it looks like four episodes. All right. Um, see now. We bring this up now, and I'm going to bring and, this up, and, we, and not to not not to spoil anything. Tony, one of those episodes is called Guerrilla Warfare. Oh, I, I knew boy. that. Okay, that, 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 Lisa, uh, that could be any gorilla. It could be, I think, because be. you know there was. I did see a Justice League episode one time where Grodd's aim was to turn everyone into a gorilla. So for all we know, there it is. Um, oh. give, me, give me some King Shark. That's all I'm talking about. I know. I think I think King Shark's one and done. Uh, no know, way. Wait I, for yeah. the spinoff. I'm telling you, King Shark can. And just can sink his teeth into a gorilla and tear him up. Anyway, you know, yes, Sierra Renee looks a whole lot. They don't have an aquarium cell. <laughs> anyway, yes, Sierra Renee looks a whole lot like um, Natalie Morales does, which is why there may be a little bit of confusion there. Okay, now, <laughs> in the finale last season, mm-hmm. we all got spoiled. If you knew what you were looking at, you saw, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, Hawker for that split yeah. second. Mm-hmm. And I swear that they had changed actresses because... Far be it for me to ever kind of talk about somebody's physical attributes or, you know, whatever. But this girl had huge teeth, and they were slightly bucking out, and very, very thin kind of face. Now, this girl, they've really done something with her eye, her eyebrows. I swear there's a boob job in there somewhere. And they- no, she's, she's got the Natalie Morales makeover in terms of they've given her really strong eyebrows. And they're giving her nude colored lipstick to downplay her mouth, but she's ah, gotcha. But she's got yeah. They've they've moved the makeup emphasis to her eyes, and they've also put a big blonde streak in her hair too. And that's actually totally changed the the way you look at her face. I I accept that because I was convinced that there was a change, and I was just like, well, that's great movie making and our or uh, 
uh, makeover fashion mm. stuff. Stuff that I don't understand, but I under- I accept. No, it's it's uh, it's it's pretty much they. You can do a lot with makeup, and I think that they did. And my guess is that they had just cast her or spliced her into the episode title fast enough. But now that we get to pay attention to her for four episodes before she's for another two episodes before she's spun off, um, she'll get the same hair and makeup treatment that Iris and Caitlin and um, Patty get. So, and yeah, we I also I don't we'll, really know why she needed to appear in that episode, even. But I mean, I guess they're setting it I mean, up she, for the launch of the new series. No, but I, I mean, at the end of season one, like it's not. She did not have a line of dialogue. She didn't have a just like I just got here from Thanagar, you know. Yeah, no, I think I, again, I think I think it was to get people excited because you remember they released the yeah because that was upfronts so and they released um you're right they released the stuff and remember the end of Arrow. I'm not really spoiling anything because the season finale of Arrow aired back in May, and if you haven't watched in the last six months, um. I'm sorry that you haven't gotten through your Netflix queue. Anyway, long story short, like you see Ray get blown up in this season three finale and you're like, oh, that I look forward to seeing how they get out of this. So um, because I have seen the trailer for Legends of Tomorrow. Um, oh, this is, but uh, is Hot Girl in the whole Nerds of Tomorrow? Yes. Yes, she is. Yep. Yep. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, she is. So and she'll be and I uh, am curious to see. I'm curious to see how they do the flying. For all we know, it might just be they'll give her a mace that has her fly everywhere. Um, but you know what? To get back to the Flash episode, which is the show that we actually watched last night that we've established has a, a, a shot of, of She Who Will Be Hawk Girl in it. Um, I really uh, think it was it was an it was a Go Iris episode. Uh, I like that Joe very quietly hands her the fire and he's like, "Look, there's just some crazy stuff going on because you know <laughs> Central City," and um, she takes the gun. She doesn't flip out over the gun, and then she actually uses it. An appropriate moment, um, and, and 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 is a headshot. At, yeah. at, I mean, that's pretty yeah. substantial. I mean, I'm I'm not taking any guff from her. I like that they've made Iris much more cool headed. Like she's still warm and empathetic towards people, but I like that they've made her much more cool headed and willing to um, willing to protect what's hers. Like from the way she cut down her mother to the way that she um, shot somebody. Like I really hope that they don't take it. <laughs> Uh, no, I hope that they don't take it in too far a direction where, like, in five episodes, it's Iris, you've become Iris, it's, you've become cold and cut off. Don't let Eddie's death kill your heart. Like, I hope this is just Iris going, you know what, life is short. Sometimes your boyfriend gets killed by a trans-dimensional madman from the future, and you have to do what's important in life. And what's important in life is to not put up with more trans-dimensional madmen from other dimensions. Um, so it was a really great Iris episode. I like that she and um, Linda are friends. Like, I like that, that there's somebody's given mm-hmm. Iris professional. I mean, it's a little like Mary Sue and, and, oh, Iris, you're the greatest in the newsroom. I love your leads and headlines and whatever. And I have to tell you, like, the entire exchange where the editor comes over and goes, legal's uncomfortable about you slandering a football star. And she's like, legal can suck it. I'm like, no, that's really not how it goes. Like, I can guarantee you, like, if a sports editor came over and said, I am hearing from the NFL about this story. Like, the next words out of his mouth would not be, so let's run it anyway. The next words out of his mouth would be, so feel free to spike it, and if it somehow gets out to dead spin, I'm going to disclaim all knowledge while I fire you. I mean, that's like... You know, this this came up on -hmm. on the Slack. What is it with the whole newspaper thing? I mean, I am kind of watching Supergirl, and, like, it just Uh seems like this whole newspaper thing is so played out. I think because it makes better, it makes for better visual imagery and more plausible 
person-to-person dialogue than if you have a bunch of overpaid bloggers, not overpaid, excuse me, overworked bloggers on Slack and Twitter all day exchanging information that way. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's... It's also, it's like, it's a reason for them basically for non-police officers to be in emergencies, right? Yeah, like that's the, exactly. You know, uh, like if they were, if they, okay. if they worked in retail, they would, they would just be like, yep, I'm at my job. Whereas they, they have reason to show up at crime scenes and be right. excited. I can't, about I can't leave my register now. Yeah. Well, you don't. Yeah. Why don't we see more, more supporting characters who are EMTs? Like who come on the scene and go, oh my God, this is gross. Or, oh my God, the suffering. And, you know, because most of the time it's law enforcement, which is like, oh, I have to make order into the chaos. Or it's the press, which is like, I have to report on the chaos. But you never actually see, you know, anybody who's like, hi, Barry, I'm working the scene because once again, people are bleeding. Thanks. You know, <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> sanitation guys like a really yeah no i have i have started and stopped like half a dozen times the novel about the insurance the people who work in insurance adjustment after superhero fights because i've always been super curious as to how you would do your job if you're like okay i don't know if your policy covers aliens being flung through your window um i don't know if there's a weight limit on that um I don't know if your policy covers the introduction of micro black holes because your coworker, as it turns out, is crazy. Like, you know, I've I've met and talked to several insurance adjusters, both like in professional capacities and, and from stuff that's happened around the house. And it's a really, really weird profession in a lot of ways. Like you have to be good at sniffing out lies. You have to be good at making a lot of judgments. You are always wading into a mess and trying to figure out how to clean it up. And I would love to see more of that in superhero stuff. Don't talk about this to your insurance person. <laughs> Tell him you're, 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 you're going to get your rates jacked. No, I think he'd be. I think he'd be flattered by it. I think he'd be like, "You're right. We are the we are the unsung heroes who who render order into chaos." I'm pretty sure insurance people would be cheering over that. <laughs> um, one other thing that I was thinking about, you know, the whole mm-hmm. Caitlin um and uh, Garrick connection. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Atlantis. Is yeah, and okay. One of I mean, Jay's best friends lives there. Who could that okay. be? Well, now, who, okay. Oh, wink, who wink. do we know who lives in Atlantis? Well, I don't Ooh. know. Some kind of aquatic man. Yeah. Oh my goodness. My oh, gotcha. Cur- do you think Arthur Curry's name? Maybe likes this one a lot. Maybe let's not. Let's not lock lock anybody in. But well, I hear no. orange is very fashionable on Earth too. It is. So. Yes, especially with the scale patterns. If you've got the the matching. Yeah, the green mm-hmm. pants to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that Always makes sense. So, it, so right there, like mm-hmm. Atlantis has. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and say Aquaman. So that yeah. means they have way more metahumans than Earth One. We don't know that. For all we know, Earth Two, Arthur could just be a dude who likes hanging out in the sea because he's basically Owen Wilson commuting with the dolphins. And yeah, we could maybe just he use- just has he's. He just has great beachfront property, you know? Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's a land developer. Exactly. So. For all Owen we, Wilson yeah. as Aquaman uh, would be incredible. It would. This is why I, sh- I should have been casting it. In. No, it's not too late, Lisa. It really isn't. It, <laughs> they're mostly women. Why do you want to mess with the dolphins? Ah, so good. Yeah, like he'd show up in front of a whaling ship and be like, no, no, you see Iceberg here, she's with her third calf. I can just see it. Can you imagine the miracle of pumping all that krill through and putting on tons of weight? I mean, he would just be great. Oh my god. Oh, no, I I, I now kind of want to see like the Gen X 
the, the, the Gen X Justice League where you do have Owen Wilson as your Aquaman. <laughs> Oh, it, could be, it would be phenomenal. It's like Green Lantern. <laughs> right, just go ahead and do it funny. Don't try to don't do. try to make it make it serious. Do yeah. it. <laughs> oh my gosh, Paul Rudd is Superman. It's too bad he's locked down as um as Ant Man. But my but my point on on the matter was <laughs> we're we're pretty sure now that Caitlin is is going to be hooking up with Jay Garrett. Yeah. Right? Yeah, pretty. Well, he's now off to wander the earth like Kane or whatever. So we're gonna have to flip back the chart that says it's been zero days since Ronnie was mentioned and uh, go back to that business. But yeah, it was nice to see Caitlin kind of moving on. She's got a type, it seems. Um, I would like it if it went back to Caitlin being more sciency and and less, you know. So is there a Mrs. Garrick? But you know, you, apparently you can only develop one female character at a time on this show and. Uh, Either Patty's sucking up all the air in the room so we can find out that she's brave and she believes that fear holds us back, or, you know, Iris is allowed to quietly kick ass. So <laughs> that's where we are. Um, let's see. So, yeah. So Barry and uh, Patty are now a thing. Um, and I want to stress again that you remember last year when Iris was dating her dad's partner. Her dad's not too happy about it because it was going to divide his attention, make him worry more. However, he apparently has no such concern. So either he really doesn't like Patty that much. <laughs> Or they've completely forgotten about that from last year. Um, the date went well enough. Um, I do. I, I'm trying to find things to like about Patty each week, and I like that she arrested a former uh, flame for for DUI. <laughs> oh no, excuse me, for public intoxication after he was rude to the help. Um, that goes a long way. Um, I still feel like they're forcing it. You know. I like I, this one. I don't know. I was a little okay. more. I was a little more won over by this episode. I thought she was Good. kind of adorable, and we get Aww. a little bit about her backstory, and that she's like uh-huh. fearless. Yeah. Um. And like, I start. I'm starting to take like believe her as a character. I guess. Okay. Um, Good. I will. I will struggle to keep an open mind then. I was having that same trouble. I could see where you're coming from, Lisa. But like, for some reason, it was one of those things. Like, I accept that date because it just was. It was really cute. You're right. And there was enough get BS getting cut through by Harry that it was mm-hmm. so satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the hair. The hair. Harry was just delightful because he's just so. He's just so. I don't care. I liked when he was reading his autobiography and he's like, "It's really weird to read something that's ostensibly about you, but it's, you didn't do any of this." And um, just the sheer act was was magnificent. Um, this actually did bring up another thing for me, which which leads me to believe that that. From di- no matter which dimension you're in, Harrison Wells is going to spell trouble and, and ambiguity. Is um, and this only occurred to me tonight. Is how did Yobard Thon know who Jay Garrick was or recognize his hat? If Yobard yeah. Thon had been traveling back along Earth Two's time conti- Earth One's time continuum, like where did he? Fl- when did he learn about Earth Two's flash? Oh, yeah, that is an unanswered question. Yeah. Um. And, you know, um, and I mean, has he visited these other timelines firsthand or because yeah. I mean, he's done a lot of time traveling. Maybe he's seen multiple timelines, but or or, or has the ability to kind of peek into them. Um, yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a that's loose, still that's still a big question, right? It's a it's a big loose end. And um, I'm wondering if it's going to get tied up with Dr. Wells somehow, because if Dr. Wells was the reason that metahumans happened in both timeline in, in both Earths, then my question mm-hmm. is, is what other parallels are coming up here? And then my other question is, is why are, well, the, fla- why have... are the flashes different? Yeah. Well, we still also, my big question is, I mean, basically, Earth-1 Harrison Wells 
uh, only built the particle accelerator because Eobard Thawne took over his life and said, like, you were going to do this eventually. I needed to happen 15 years early. Yeah. So what happened to Earth 2, Harrison Wells, that he oh, was able to build it? Oh, no. Early, right? Or, yeah. or something, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or is just, or we just wave our hands and say, no, science and technology is different in Earth 2. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe they have more access to aliens and Atlanteans and, and there's, there's, you know, fashion has stagnated, but technology is, is zipping forward. Yeah. Well, you know, what is interesting is the, it, he didn't have, or am I, did I, did I not read this correctly? Jay is saying that he was doing stuff underground. There was not an explosion. It was just more testing underground. So conceivably he's been pumping meta juice, like, Dark matter. Dark matter, I'm sorry. I have to get my DC stuff correct. Um, And so he's been doing that for more than just one-time event. So I could see where, you know, that was the case. Then you would have more metahumans on Earth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here's here's my ridiculous conspiracy corner. Okay. Uh, I'm all for conspiracy. I think Wells' daughter... Mm-hmm. Is some kind of metahuman? Yes. And so did Wells is trying to understand what metahumans and what better way to understand them than to make a bunch of them or, you uh, know, yeah. be involved in the making of a bunch of them to try and understand how they work. And then the question is: Does he want to turn on those abilities for everybody, or find a formula that he can sell to turn those abilities on and off? Or, or... yeah, no, that's interesting. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that scene where he rolls out the watch again to see if he if he weighs it anywhere near her or if he deliberately stays away from her. So I I did go back and watch it. Oh oh, spill. Uh-huh. Um, so so I think I think the watch acts in two different ways because there's mm. the we see it he holds it right next to people and mm-hmm. it and it blips and you know red or blue and tells us if they're metahuman or not. Uh-huh. In his demo, he's just kind of hanging out with it, mm-hmm. and then it goes off. It apparently has a special speed sensor that pre- mm. you know. Uh, That's right because he says, "Well, now we know speedster the speedster shows off." Now we know the speed yeah. sensor works. So we, yeah. But he doesn't hold it up next to anybody. Ah, which is a great way to show it off without like spilling the, uh, without spilling the beans that it's his daughter, who might be. Uh... That's my guess. Yeah, that's a great one. I like that. Is it possible? I don't like it, but I'm, I'm just trying to trying to be comic booky. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Well, what if could Zoom be Thawne in the parallel? Yeah, that's another possibility. In which, but you know, Thon was just such a jerk star. I can't believe that he wouldn't try to take himself out. I don't know. It's just the uh, whole monstrous yeah. look of him—that yeah. was the part that really threw me. I wasn't—I wasn't mm-hmm. prepared to see his face like that. I think what I really like about this show, though, now that I'm thinking about it, is we're doing all of this. Oh, here's a loose end, and here's a speculation, this and that. But every episode has its own narrative arc that's so satisfying. I'm really happy to let some of the questions lie, because I'm pretty sure that the way they're answered is going to be pretty awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. You you know, because we got some new information this episode that's going to kickstart us into some pretty thorny and complicated episodes, I think. And, in th- you know, if this were one of those typical, like, slow-boiling prestige shows where it's all a mystery that's unfolding, like, I'm sure by this point, like, ah, resolution, or, oh, not true, not true detective season two. But, like, <gasps> here, it's, but, like, here, it's just so much fun to watch. And, like, you point out, there's enough, you know, that the, the villain of the week was resolved enough where you're like, okay, here's a sense of closure, here's a sense of forward, there's, like, still a sense of forward momentum in the plot, not a sense of, oh, God, another mystery piled on top of this mystery? What is this, lost? Um. 
So I want to say kudos to the writers for uh, for that balancing act. You know, I'm, now that we're now that we're what a fourth of the way through the season. No, well, we're five well, episodes in. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now that we're a quarter of the way through the season, it's, I can finally begin to see what the broader shape is going to look like, and it's looking pretty good. So, hooray! Mm-hmm. Hooray to that, yeah. I say. Mm-hmm. One science question. Okay. All right, so when Harry says that he went through the the door, mm-hmm. it was Caitlin's bag of bricks, what is that, that hit him in the head, or was about to, and then it became, I'm not won't be able no, to distinguish I, I, my... I did not follow that part. Okay, no. because then there's a whole thing about distinguishing, you're not going to be able to to distinguish me from my, Wells. My DNA from, from Wells is what he says. You're Wells. Uh-huh. But but there was like that, there, at least in the way I interpret it, like, but there is a way to tell the two apart. Well, my question is, as Fee says, there's no way to distinguish them. How does he know that? Like there, mm. there is literally I, I, like like Caitlin pushes back with still going to do the test because she doesn't take him at his word and that's great because when you're a scientist you're supposed to push back and try to disprove stuff, but like the fact that he says that leads me to wonder if he's already tried to do that kind of testing and if so who did he do it on and why? Yeah, he knows too much. He's yeah. not being super super helpful. No, I think Harry, that also Harry, that, Harry is that not helpful. Of, mm-hmm. That throwaway and, line is is so that when other less conspicuous people pop through, you know, when we get, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, Joe, Earth 2 Joe, Earth 2 mm-hmm. Barry's dad popping by. Yeah. They won't be able to tell who is who, right? Because mm-hmm. they're, they're genetically identical. God, and, that's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. And and think about this. We don't have a doppelganger for Harry's daughter. Or do I, I just, I didn't even, don't know. Well, yeah, uh, maybe that's yeah. how he knows. It wouldn't have been Wells' daughter. It's getting confused. My brain's starting. I don't... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who can blame us? Uh. <laughs> so you can have... I'm, I'm, they can I'm be parallel, but separate, but equal. Mm-hmm. But there, there should be some others that are in the mix that we wouldn't know about. Well, see, this is the great thing is with the, well, everything they've introduced, we, we literally have no idea where this is going to go. But there's a bunch of different places, and that's very exciting. <laughs> and we know, there's a, we know there's an episode coming called Gorilla Warfare. So what more yes. do you need? Exactly. Because as you point out, it could be any gorilla. And we've got, we've got a Wally West coming. We've got, we've got a lot of things to look forward to. I know, we do. And again, like I said, we're, we're, we're nearly a... Fifth quarter, we're nearly a quarter of the way through the season, and uh, it's beginning to take shape. Where there's a lot of questions we might answer. Um, their world has just gotten a lot bigger. Uh, they have a sassy, sassy Harry Wells. <laughs> hey, real quick, I you know again, I'm going to bring up the haircuts. Uh-huh. It, who's cutting his hair? He, I swear, he's got these lumps and bumps on the sides of his head. I cannot Who figure else? out. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's oh, a good question. Like, like I think just that's take just, a look. You know, maybe it's just really bad product. I think that well, dis- dis- disheveled scientist hair, right? Like he doesn't he doesn't uh, have that, time for people's names. He doesn't have time for grooming. Yeah. You know, he's a scientist. But if there's he's one thing watches. I learned, he's got watches that, to invent. That's mm-hmm. true. But if yes. if I go and place the template of Unbreakable down, mm. crazy hair. What does that usually mean? Bad guy. 
I don't want that. I don't want it, but that's what's going to happen. Oh, okay. That is troublesome. Good point. I I don't want it either. I think it's more interesting if he is a jerk who is a good guy Mm -hmm. than if he's a jerk who's a bad guy. But but we'll see. I mean, I think he's going to be a jerk with some ulterior motives. Yeah, I I, I like the idea of just I just want a jerk with ulterior motives. Is that too much to ask? You know, a, a good guy, a compromised good guy is more interesting to me than, than a bad guy who has the occasional flash of good idea, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. So. It, and I know we're getting short on time, uh-huh. but um, with Joe just uh, immediately unholstering and firing three shots. <laughs> was that- I do not blame him in the slightest. You know, that man put him through hell last season. So to imagine, and, and he lives in a world where people are popping through from other dimensions. Is it any wonder he's like, shoot first, ask questions later. All right. I just, I didn't mm-hmm. know if that was in character or not. I wanted to make sure that I was wrong. He's had a rough go of it lately with ex-wives popping out of the, the woodwork all, I'm dying of made-up diseases and, and, you know, possibly not knowing he has a son, possibly not even having a son, depending on the whole sordid backstory. You know, it's, it's, I feel for Joe. Joe's having a rough go. And yeah. Especially I still since think you should find out, like, you should be like, hey, evil twin, not evil twin, what's the deal here before you shoot people? But that's yeah. just me. That's how I roll. I, I like the know, idea of like, evil twin versus... Well, but the thing is, if you're really an evil twin, you're gonna be like, I'm great! Oh my god, why wouldn't I be great? Just, you know, read the room, Joe. Nobody else was freaking out, you know? (laughs) Maybe he's he's like, oh, civilians. Take take a moment. Yeah, maybe he's all, you civilians, you civilians, you wouldn't know, you know? The Tony Mm -hmm. Tony Sindelar uh, handbook on reading a room. Mm -hmm. Uh, Love it. That's what I'm here for. Right. Yeah, I like the idea. Read a room, Joe. <laughs> okay, I stand corrected on that too. Ah, all right. So you know, we all sound exhausted, frankly. Um, <laughs> so because it was so good, I've watched it, was, it three yeah. times. Wow, three. Yeah, that's coming. I only watched it twice, so um, got one up on me there, and uh, and that's you know actually to my detriment because it was a very good episode. Yeah worth a watch um we like this one i'm no longer grouchy about it the same way i was last week with you know episode number four i'm super looking forward to, to uh next week to see what happens too um I'm sh- how about you guys i'm super looking forward to have i have not looked ahead did anyone watch a, nope. a promo or look at the episode name no nope. no no i did not all right it'll be a surprise it's a surprise so. to all of us which is as it should yeah. be all right so um thanks for tuning in if you have any theories um as to what's up with Harrison Wells, if you want to explain how Yobard Thawne happened to know who Jay Garrick was, despite uh, Jay Garrick being on Earth 2 and Yobard Thawne messing up Earth 1, we'd love to hear those too. We are eager and waiting. Um, also, I'm going to remind everybody again that just when Harry goes, huh, what I do to you is like one of the funniest moments of the night for me. <laughs> I think my favorite was, how are you still alive? And he's like, I don't know. You you know, you, you just missed. Yeah. That's pretty good for me. So. <laughs> they, we may call him Harry, but he's still a tech. Oh. No, I also really enjoy that that he likes Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> yeah, no, that was like... How do they have... Wait a minute. So you're telling me Linda uh-huh. Ronstadt is in both universes simultaneous doing the same songs apparently she is well and they're big belly burgers there too up. we've established that or he's catching up on her hits in this universe yeah right? maybe, like, maybe I... she doesn't have that hit in earth too who is this mesmerizing different, different back catalog who is this mesmerizing dynamo i must know 
Maybe. We could buy that too. Anyway, um, also tell us who, tell us what you think Fleetwood Mac are up to on Earth too, because I'd love to know. Um, <laughs> with this week's Flash Flashcast, I'm Lisa Schmeiser. I'm Sony Tindalar. Mm-hmm. That's not who you are. I know. I'm Tony Tindalar. Goodbye. <laughs> right. Goodbye, nerds. Goodbye. <laughs>